Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Vitucci of Vitucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. When it comes to investing and planning for retirement, what's your primary approach? Do you kind of, well, maybe toss a dart at something that sounds good and exciting and just hope for the best? Do you like to dive in when you hear about exciting numbers on Wall Street? This is really my chance to get in there and make a lot of money. Or do you tend to be really reticent and maybe back off and kind of run for the hills when something negative occurs in the news? Well, if that's the case, you're probably like a lot of Americans that allow their emotions to drive their investment decisions. And as we're going to learn from our host, Pat Vitucci, Pat is probably one of the worst things you can do. It's great to allow your emotions to drive you in love. But when it comes to the matter of allowing your emotions to drive you in retirement planning and investing, that can really be dangerous, can't it? Unfortunately, emotions too often times dictate decisions that we make. I see it time and time again, especially given market conditions today. Between the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, we're blessed with abundance, uh, maybe to a fault. I mean, it really begins to infiltrate our logic and emotions can override logic way too often. And so envy is something that we all kind of struggle with. We love our friends, we love our family, but we, we all tend to be a little envious. You know, we got to keep up with the Joneses and envy can easily put our investments at risk. So we want to be very careful not to have something like envy kind of override what logically seems to be a, a sensible decision look pretty silly some months or years later. How about fear? Wow, I'm fearful. All my friends are getting rich. You know, this is where you got to put that fear to rest and bury it in your backyard. You got to be very careful not to let fear screw up your thinking. This stock market is, and gosh, I haven't been in it. So I'm fearful I'm not going to be able to be able to retire when I want to. So I'm going to make a really bad decision and jump in with both feet right now without even consideration to concurrently looking at preservation of capital. We all have hope. We want to be hopeful that the world's going to be a better place. And, and my future, whether it's a year or two from now or in retirement, X years down the road, I hope I can go to Hawaii once a year. I hope I can buy a new car once in a while. I hope I can take my family out to dinner once in a while. I hope I can take care of my grandkids and, and help them with college education kinds of things. And, and so uh, hope is another one of those emotions potentially 
killing your investments. How about stubbornness? We're all a little darn stubborn. Gosh darn it. I want it my way, and I think I'm right. Despite what everybody tells me, I'm going to be stubborn, and I'm going to be part of the problem, and I'm going to just not take a wise counsel and coaching of people that I depend on. Do you have a good CPA? Do you have a good financial advisor? Do you have a good an attorney that you can confer with and holistically stand back and look at the entire picture and not stubbornly look at just one element that you think needs to be satisfied. How about pride? Gosh, I never make a mistake and I never will make a mistake. I'm never going to admit to make a mistake because I have pride and I'm always a successful, good looking, handsome (laughs) guy that uh, will not uh, even come close to injuring my pride. And then of course there's anger. Boy, I I did a really stupid thing and I'm angry now. Based on my anger, I'm going to be really irrational and my ego is so important because it got bruised. I'm angry that my friend, my family, who whatever it is, made me angry. And then, of course, there's shame and depression. Shame, although shame is kind of an old, antiquated idea, Craig. It, nobody suffers from shame anymore. They stand on their soapbox, and without shame, they admit to some things. But if you're old-fashioned like me and conservative, shame is still becomes an issue if you've done something really shameful, something really silly, and I've not recognized, I've not identified, I've not, not some, done some introspection on your actions, and if you don't do that, then of course you never, you never have shame, and then all this may lead to depression. Gosh, I'm so depressed, my friends are getting richer than me, and they drive a better car, they, they travel to better places, gosh darn it, I'm really depressed, and then you tend to make uh, really bad decisions when you are depressed. So emotions... A whole variety of those can drive you to do really bad things. And your actions too many times are guided by our emotions. We're all emotional beings until those robots come along with their artificial intelligence where they don't have emotions. We're stuck with our own little brains and little issues that we struggle with. And emotions can um, way too often dominate our investing decisions. And that's where you can get into real trouble. Well, Pat, then what's the best way to kind of um, engage in that disconnect here? Because as you've suggested, all of these emotions, stubbornness, pride, envy, fear, all can really contribute to making bad decisions. And then you couple that with history. We remember how mom and dad suffered during the Great Depression, the stories we heard, I never want that to happen to me. And so you're almost a hoarder when it comes to your finances. Or maybe you survived through the 2008, 2009 economic debacle and took a 30% haircut in your 401k and now you you want all that money to be on the sideline. You want to keep everything in cash. Those kinds of historical memories that can also combine with the emotions to lead to some really bad decisions in order to engage in that disconnect so that you're making decisions based on what is right for you, solid things like timeline toward retirement, how much you're going to need, things that are fairly concrete. Do you really maybe need a third party that can help bring that sense of groundedness to your decision-making if you are overcome by history and emotions? The most successful people on the planet, both psychologically and financially, create a team, a coaching team, whether it's a CPA, an investment professional, an attorney. You've got to look at those decisions from every angle. And if you juxtapose 
your decisions across all those disciplines, I think you're going to come out with a much more deliberate, conscionable decision that you can probably live with. We all have our prejudices and our biases as we approach a decision. We're a product of our environment. And if we lived in an affluent home as a kid or a very financially modest home as a kid, financially speaking, those kinds of values and judgments can sometimes interfere with a good judgment today. And so we always talk about bringing a collection of disciplines to the table. And then you digest all of those opinions. You may still go back with your original thought, but at least you've conscionably explored it from a variety of angles. And of course, conferring with your family, certainly first and foremost, if you, you're married or with kids or whatever, you've got to discuss all the options, lay out the pros and cons, get a yellow sheet of paper, put pros and cons and with a line down the middle. And, and that's a simple exercise. Look at the worst case scenario. If you make that decision, what happens if the worst case scenario happens? You make that investment and you lose every nickel. How does that affect your family, your your life from that point forward? I always tell you, I like to take the worst case scenario. The best case scenario, you know, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars and you know, I'm going to go to Hawaii twice a year instead of once a year or once every other year. Those are easy. Those are softball questions. It's really what if it doesn't work out and can you live with the consequences of the bad news? So I think there's a lot of conferring with people and, and you'll walk away, I think, with a much more deliberate and conscionable choice. Pat says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Dreaming of retirement. It's something that we all eventually do, and certainly as we grow closer and closer to that imaginary date, and it is fundamentally an arbitrary date, whether we decide to retire at 55, 60, 65, it really has more to do with your own financial wherewithal than anything imaginary on the calendar. But that said, it's a date we all look forward to. But once we arrive there and we finally have that sense of freedom, We've got the time to do what we want, and if we've been dutiful at setting money aside in an IRA and a 401k, hopefully the nest egg with which to do those things we've always wanted to do. The problem comes in that sometimes folks get a bit enthusiastic when it comes to fulfilling all of those dreams at retirement, and they start spending money like there's a bottomless pit, which we all know at the end of the day, there is none. So how do you go about managing your income as well as your outgo in retirement to make sure that your retirement doesn't outlast your money? Some insights now with our host, 30-plus year financial manager, Pat Fitucci, along with premier financial advisor, Joel Everett. And Pat, this has got to be a sad tale, and undoubtedly you must run into cases every now and then of someone who's worked for a lifetime, set that money aside dutifully, reaches retirement, goes all in, and they're buying the boat, they're heading off to the vacation in Europe, they're taking the cruise, doing all the things that they've always dreamt of doing, and then just a scant few years in, begin to realize, uh-oh, we're spending it faster than we are earning it, and there is a serious threat now to the notion that we might end up outlasting our money. Suddenly, folks, a few years into retirement are potentially looking at having to go back to work again. And unless you're doing it because it's just something you want to do to get out of the house, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. Yeah, the level of preparation, amazingly, is so diverse. 
I've been doing this for a long time, and in many cases, we are able to tell that new person that comes in for our consultation, congratulations, you're in great shape. The reality of what you've been doing is going to work, and here's a plan to track your retirement dollars, and let's go down the road together, and things generally work out. Occasionally, Greg, we are in the unenviable position of saying, oh my gosh, sorry, you need to work X more years. And we'd be not dutiful in telling that person the absolute truth. We don't want to look at life through rose-colored glasses. We've got to take those glasses off and say, wow, here's some work we need to do to continue to prepare for retirement. So it's the planning and you know, we always tell our young folks, the first paycheck you get, put 10% at least, maybe 15 if you can afford it, away for retirement. Well, you know what a 20-something-year-old is thinking about. They're not thinking about retirement. But those who have the wisdom and the, um, the fortitude of looking forward will take that advice and begin to chip away at this monster number, a million dollars plus in the Bay Area is what you're going to need to retire on in today's dollars. Gosh knows what it's going to look like 30 and 40 years from now. So we always encourage our young people to start immediately so they get into that pattern of behavior that understands that we all know retirement comes a whole lot quicker than we ever thought. Here's a collection of items that we think are important items that you may not have thought about but it can easily lead to you running out of money. And then you've got to say, oh my gosh, hey boss, could I have that job back? Meanwhile, they've hired two 30-year-olds at half the cost and suddenly you look like a dinosaur coming back in a, a couple years later where your skills may have atrophied or your, your costs are just prohibitive. The big one that we've seen, mom or dad, one of the two of you, or maybe God forbid both, has an illness and you don't have a long-term care plan, that nursing home plan that nobody wants to buy. 3% of retirees own a long-term care plan. And listen to this, 50% of us, five zero fifty 50% will need some kind of long-term care treatment, whether it's bringing a person in the home to help with bathing or dressing or some medical need or in the worst case scenario being subject to a nursing home confinement. It is very expensive. We all know the costs. Perhaps in a nursing home, it's eight to $10,000 a month. That's post-tax money you've got to spend. So you're looking at a hundred grand plus a year coming out of your portfolio. That is a significant item. So understanding a long-term care plan, while it's not fun to pay that premium, it sure comes in handy when and if that care is needed. You know, the next uh, thing we want to look at is actually a good problem to have. It's living longer than you expected. One in four 65-year-olds today will live to the age of 90. And uh, that's according to the Social Security Administration. Can you put that writing for me? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You'll go way beyond that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Um, that. But if you plan for a 20-year retirement and your retirement is actually 30 years, then there's a, that's a major discrepancy. Luckily, through planning and a proper plan uh, finan- with a 
financial planner, your planner can factor in these type of things. There's actually websites where you can estimate your uh, life expectancy with a life expectancy calculator. It will base it upon your uh, health and family history to kind of get a a window of your uh, life expectancy. That's a little morbid, but also important when, when you're talking about planning. And if you don't have a plan, the perfect time to come talk to us and we can take a look at your portfolio and make sure that you don't run out of money. I mean, part of the strategies is to have a uh, diversified portfolio, use strategies such as lifetime income from an annuity. These type of strategies probably limit your withdrawal rate to 4%. And these type of things can keep you safe from outliving your money. You know, I've heard more people on radio, TV, or people we run into say that 4% number, I can't live on 4%. I need to take out 8%. And it's almost a demand that they insist on. I can't live on, well, that's okay. But the reality of it is, what if you live too long, as you're suggesting, that 8% withdrawal rate, you're going to run out of money a whole lot sooner than you ever thought. Tied into that is healthcare. Now, we know retirees have Medicare, and hopefully you've got a a supplemental plan. But what if you have some issues, you or your spouse, or if you're single, you've got some health issues that is not covered by Medicare and your your supplemental plan? Or your prescription costs can be pretty outrageous. So we've got to take into account health care and how does that factor into your budget. And again, all this is paid with post tax money. So you've got to make a hundred bucks and then you get taxed on it in the, let's say 25, 30% bracket. You're now down to 70 or 75 bucks. That's the real money you're going to spend. That's your disposable income. And if healthcare becomes a bigger issue for you or your spouse, that's an issue that can get you to run out of money. On today's program, we're talking about the 14 signs you could possibly run out of money in retirement. Of course, this runs the gambit from poor planning to insufficient amount of money in your nest egg to spending way too much money early on, you know, buying the boat, the motorhome, multiple trips around the world. Just before the break, Pat, you were talking about this idea of folks spending too much money on toys and goodies and things of that sort. But of course, that's not the only thing that can quickly erode our cash in retirement. Joel? Speaking of that, and you know, uh, what we talked in the earlier segment on inflation, a lot of people don't take inflation into consideration when they're doing their planning for retirement. You know, normally it's 3% a year historically, but we're looking at 7% now. So you take that $75, that you have after you've been taxed on it, now reduce it by 7%. Power of your dollar keeps getting less and less. So planning inflation into your strategy is imperative. You know, something that you can do to help yourself is things such as Wait till you're 70 to claim your Social Security to get the, the maximum check, and that'll give you the maximum cost of living adjustment from the Social Security Administration. Joel, what about unexpected big-ticket items you gotta, you got to buy in retirement? What about the car you drive? Is that going to last you for the next 30 years? Probably not. 
you probably need to factor in buying a car. How about appliances? Appliances used to be pretty modest money, but if you looked at the cost of refrigerators, washer, dryers, air conditioning systems, uh, how about the roof? Is your roof in, in great shape? What about the maintenance of your home? Do you have to do any major work on your home? How's your landscaping? Your landscaping in pretty good shape. So all those big ticket items, and a lot of people say in the last couple of years of your work life, you should really trick out your house and spiff it up. So at least you've got your starting retirement with maybe a window of five, six, seven, maybe 10 years on some of these items. You don't get a big surprise because those big ticket items, when they cost a lot of money, you're taking it right out of your portfolio. And therefore there's less money to grow, less income to be driven from it. So we've got to be be very careful about those big ticket items. Yeah, in contrast to that, another thing to be aware of is, is the changing of your spending habits in retirement. So let's say on the other side, you're not buying big ticket items, you're doing some penny pinching and being a good saver, a good investor, you get into retirement, people dream of retirement and they dream of travel and doing lots of things and activities and they're finally free to do all the things they wanna do. Well, all of that costs money the cost of everything is going up. You mean the trip to Europe is not free? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't think so, but if you can find one for me, let's both go. Yeah. So when you're in retirement, you travel, you golf. If you change your spending habits from penny pinching to being a spender, then that's not probably in your plan and you will erode your nest egg faster than expected. But luckily there are free things that you can do. And, you know, instead of making that big trip to Europe twice a year, you can look for free and low cost ways to stay connected with others, volunteer in the community, join a book club, these type of things to make sure that uh, you don't erode all that uh, savings. Oh, how about your kids? You love those kids. They're just wonderful. They've been so good to you. They respect you. Your favorite child comes to you and said, Mom and Dad, I need to borrow some money, and I promise I'll pay you back. We've run into a little problem, or we'd like to buy that bigger house, or we need a car, and so you love your kids so much. Of course, darling, I'll loan you that $50,000 to put the pool in your backyard, buy that SUV you need to run my wonderful grandchildren to school, and then the payback period starts, and whoops, they missed the first month and they made the second month and they missed the third and the fourth month. And suddenly they perhaps run into trouble or they're just not able to pay you back. So again, that 50 grand you took out of your portfolio, again, is not generating income from it. It may be gone forever. It may not be, but separating that love, that emotion you have, we all have for our kids Tough love is the order of the day. And sorry, kids, uh, mom and dad cannot afford to, quote, loan you money. We're living pretty tight on our retirement and not going to happen. Pretty tough call to make when push comes to shove, isn't it? Yeah, that advice holds true for this. And it's spoiling grandchildren. You're loaning money to kids, but they have kids and, and now Grandma and grandpa always want to spoil the the grandkids. However, again, that can get out of control, unexpected spending. And uh, especially if there's a distance and you're traveling often to see grandchildren. And I think it's about setting expectations 
about what you are willing and are not willing to spend, especially with education and these type of things. You know, education costs are very high. Luckily, there are things like 529 plans that we can help you out with in order to help build an education nest egg for for the grandkids. Yeah, just another thing that people don't think about when they're paying here and paying there for the grandkids because they want to spoil them. How about taxes? Pretty simple thing, Joel, but we tend to overlook what our gross check is going to be and what our net check is going to be. Now, in most cases, our tax bracket goes down in retirement. It doesn't go away. It may go from 50 down to 30% or 25%, but we've got to understand for that Medicare check or that pension check or the 401k distribution, the IRA distribution, all that is gross money. So if all that means you're making $50,000 a year and you're in the 25% tax bracket, that dramatically changes the net number you have to go to the grocery store, to pay your car payment. Perhaps you have a mortgage or perhaps you want to take that trip to Hawaii. All that needs to be in a very cold fashion. Look at the net net number, understanding what your net number is and not calculating your gross income is a frequent misconception. It's a frequent error in how you're going to drive your, your monthly budget. Look at your monthly budget, look at the net number, and hopefully there's enough cushion there left over each month because, as we all know, there'll be surprises. So taxability doesn't go away. It may, it may go down, but it rarely goes to zero. Next thing to consider is fees. So you're, you're doing the right thing. You've got your investments, 401k, investment accounts, and high fees. And the high fees are going to cause a what we call a, a fee drag on your account. So a lot of people don't know that in their 401k that they are paying fees. So that's something that we offer is we always offer to look at people's portfolio, their 401k, and look at not only what they're invested in and if they're invested in properly, but also what the fees are and if we can get a reduction in the fees through one of our plans, these type of things. Today, a look at the 14 signs you could run out of money in retirement. So far, we've talked about a variety of issues, including overspending, perhaps not appropriately planning for the impact of things like rampant inflation that could impact, certainly, your retirement savings. But, Pat Fatucci, I'm curious, are there other potential surprises out there that some folks might perhaps not have considered? Here's one that no one likes to face, divorce. Gray divorce, as it's called, people are nearing retirement. People tend to take a fresh look at the next chapter of their life. As you near retirement, sometimes, sadly, you don't want to be with that person for the rest of your life. When you're working, you're, you're running, you're hustling, you get home from work, you have dinner together, maybe you watch a TV show, and then you go to bed, and the same routine happens over and over again. When you retire, you're pretty much with each other a lot more than when you're working, at least 40 hours more. And whether you have your separate interests or your hobbies or friends or whatever your avocations are, gray divorce has been record numbers for the last many, many years. And so that reprioritization, that fresh look at your partner, you may say, wow, I'm even more in love than I've ever been. I get to spend 
whole lot more time with this person I love so much or not. And so we've got to understand gray divorce with its rampant percentages keep going up will essentially, in most cases, reduce your net worth by 50%. He goes his way, she goes her way, half of the of the nest egg. Cost of living doubles because you each have to get your own place. So it is a huge shift in how that limited budget is now going to be spent. And you've got half the cost at twice the overhead. And can your portfolio handle that? And so it is a sad reality. We've seen it happen many, many times over the last many, many years. Life is full of surprises and sadly sometimes divorce can um, ruin your whole portfolio design and and the commensurate income from it yeah divorced or not another thing that to be wary of or be aware of is is taking on new debt when you're in retirement you're on a fixed income and now you go and you buy the uh the car the boat the rv um again you, you you're ready to travel the world and, and drive across the U S in a, in an RV, you now have an interest rate. If you, if you didn't pay cash, if you financed it, have you um, seen the cost of these RVs these days are a hundred grand plus they're not, you know, five, 10, 20, <laughs> 20 grand. No, you, you could get up to you know half a million for these, these things. So anytime that you're changing your spending, you really just need to be aware. You need to make a plan and, and, and know these, these things ahead of time. You know, as a lot of people say, you know, when, you, when you're making a dream board or your retirement, you should be considering, okay, what, what type of things do I want to buy? What kind of things am I going to do? Factor in all the potential costs and then you can see what that, that looks like. There's actually software that we have that can look at your portfolio and add and subtract things. You know, what, what's the confidence level if we uh, buy an RV versus whether we don't, are, are we still in the green or does that put us in the red? So again, it, it all comes down to planning and, but just being aware. And I, and, and I think that's what we're doing today is, is making people aware of some things that maybe they aren't considering currently. And the last one, how about market fluctuations? The market is always going to give me positive returns every year. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And we all think stock market's been great. We've got all these wonderful years. Well, the reality of it is on average, every seven years, the market produces a negative return. What happens to my portfolio while well, you're drawing down principal? And what if we have a couple of years of negative returns? What if we have some crisis? We saw in 2001, we had the, the dot-com crisis. 2008, the Great Recession, where portfolios were down up to 50%. And so those are not fun years. Those are exceptional years. We don't get those often. But what if it happens in the first year or two of your retirement? There's a thing called sequence of performance. And if the sequence of performance in the first couple of years is negative, it has a dramatic impact on the drawdown of your portfolio. So we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Who would have thought of pandemic? Who would have thought of a great recession? These are things that we are surprised by, but we have to factor in and have a little bit of a cushion when we're taking into account 
the reality of life, market fluctuations are real. They're going to be there. We never know when they're going to come, but it's it's important. So some of the issues we've talked about, and thanks, Joel, for chipping in. Again, we don't want you to run out of money in retirement. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing you'll never, ever run out of money. There are a lot of, of challenges, but we, we hold our clients' hands throughout these years, and we have a pretty good finger on the pulse of how to react to some of these issues, understand the throughput, the income and the outgo, and balance those out as best we can, given all the surprises that we may encounter. Any questions about how to budget? We've got some really sophisticated software that give you the probability of success in retirement, the probability of running out of money. Is the software perfect? Absolutely not. But it's a pretty darn good guideline and a pretty pragmatic view looking at a real budget over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Any questions, give our offices a call. We'd be glad to sit and create a plan for you and understand all the bumps that we're going to potentially go through. On this edition of Don't Invest and Forget, a look at the 14 signs you might run out of money in retirement. Now, of course, none of us have a crystal ball. It's impossible to predict exactly what's going to happen in the future, but you can create a strategy, a budget, to help you better manage your finances and encourage you to be a good steward of your financial life. Having a plan, a strategy in place that will carry you to and through retirement is frankly something that we all need. If you'd like to have perhaps a second opinion on your current budget planning and get a better understanding as to how much you'll need for retirement or potentially how long your retirement nest egg may last, why not schedule that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates? It's absolutely without cost or obligation, and you can schedule your appointment in person or have the appointment held by phone or over the Internet. To schedule yours today, call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. If you prefer, you can also schedule your appointment conveniently online. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. While there, you can not only schedule your appointment, but take advantage of interesting and compelling articles and other tools and resources to help you better manage your financial life. Call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE, that's 888-752-6947, or go to don'tinvestandforget.com. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. 
Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated.